Okay, what are we doing this week? Uh, you like to sing Marty Robbins to me a lot. Do something with that. <laughs> and you love it so much. Let's see what you can uh, do. Out in the West SoundCloud Town of El podcast, I fell in love with a romance girl. Night. Oh, wait. Nighttime would find me in this stupid sound booth. <laughs> Audacity would play and Kay Sterling would whirl. <laughs> perfect. That was perfect. I love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. Our podcast. This is Sarah and this is Scott. Hi, I'm still Scott. Me. Yeah. And uh, I am coming to you from my new location. <laughs> 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 this is a big deal. This is a, we switch seats. In the seat on the right. <laughs> <laughs> so she is further away from the keyboard because the Swedish chef was kind of distracting. Distracting. It was mildly distracting. We all have a process, right? But now the, the universe has evidently Look, flipped. I don't tell you how to <laughs> handle your equipment. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yes. So we're, we're dealing with some things this morning. It's, it's like the upside down. <laughs> Without the monster trying to kill us. But no, yes, everything no. else is just the same. Yes. Just the same. Okay. Oh, wait. We have to like stay focused and bang this one out real quick. Oh, wait, because you're, you're on a mission. I'm on a mission because I'm very excited about today's plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We have... So she always gets up earlier than me, like really early. And I yeah. am I am a sleeper and I wake up and she has plans. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those plans kind of blow my mind because it's like, what the fuck are you doing in the hours, the wee hours of the morning? Well, because I'll tell you what it is. It's evidently looking for the best deals on coffee creamer. No, no, it's not coffee cream. It's not like the best deals, but I it was a promoted thing that I saw online today. Not better. No, but <laughs> regardless, hear me out. Hear dot, me dot, out. Dot, dot, Hear me out. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Flavored Creamer huh. and Funfetti Flavored Creamer. Oh my, what the fuck does Funfetti even, what is that? That's not a flavor. It is a flavor. It's the, the when you buy the packaged cupcakes, like, when, like for the kids' birthdays we would get, it, with the blue sparkle or sprinkle frosting. Those tiny granules of rock that you put on the top of cupcakes is now a coffee creamer flavor. No, it's the flavor with like the the, the frosting and like the whole thing, the cake. It tastes like a cupcake with like, or a piece of cake with that. Hi, I would like some diabetes with my diabetes, please. (sighs) I heard you like diabetes, dog. Okay, so like everybody has like their morning thing with their coffee, right? it's fair. Mine is like really about like, I I go down and I, I, it's really awful too. Because I used to love like the espresso and just be like, black espresso with like a little bit of sugar but now i'm gone like the whole other way and it's like two of the k-cup pod things oh i'm so on judgy. the smallest setting I'm so judgy about i this. know but with like the flavored creamers and it's just that's just and that's like all the sugar i really let myself have during the day so and then that's when i i think i smoke the most between like four and seven uh. eight ish when we get up to, when you get up so that's the, that's like my me time when I get most of my See, work done I, and I get in my zone. We're, and... we're different because I'm a really bad uh, waker upper. Mm. But when I get my coffee, I do like four shots of espresso with a little bit of steamed milk. So mm. it's, it's like a half white. But that hits like a freight train. It's like 
I don't wake up calmly. I My coffee grabs me by the throat and slaps me around and goes, wake up, bitch! Yeah, but I also sit with my coffee for like, and I have like two of those. So it's yeah, like only four have of those. one of those a day. So I've got to kind of like, and I do like to just sit and work and drink and do my, my smoke thing. And so it is like, that's just my ritual. And that's just where like my peak ritual, productivity hour, Rituals hours. Rituals are important. I'm not going to, so I'll, I'll make fun of creamer, you. The whatever. coffee creamer is vital to my process oh. which you are so mocking wow <laughs> okay i thought we were done but now we got to get all so but i, I, I i'm very very excited about the cinnamon toast french creamer so we've got to get <laughs> what, going what and then we've also got other things to procure so it's kind of an all-around uh, errand day yes it is this is my life like i mean i'm like a i'm like a forager for pot and coffee creamer <laughs> i love you know, how you support me okay. i love how you support me baby and to I be do. fair it, there's worse lives that can be led <laughs> i have to admit it is it is a fun existence i think i mean it's definitely an interesting one i would i would assume i get to go hang out with the potheads at the the dispensaries i love those trips though for us those are like Anyways, <laughs> that's a whole nother, whole nother subject for another day. Okay. Let's stay on. We've got to stay on task. Do not. Let okay. Me all right. All right. All right. Okay. So we have a project that we're going to do. My my, my our side gig. Yeah, our side our gig. sweet side gig. Our sweet side gig. <sighs> okay. I'm, I I don't know why we didn't think of this sooner. So you know how there's like lots of reboots now. All the reboots. All the reboots. Live action. So, but this is kind of goes hand in hand with our. Uh, we we like to watch. Well, we put it on for the cat. The cat TV shows on Amazon. TV's which TV for your cat. Some some genius is making like straight to Amazon movies from his backyard for cats. Mm-hmm. So I thought that we could do like a mashup of that and like a reboot of Milo and Otis, but it would be Luna and Otis, and we could narrate those and put them up on Amazon and I think that would be a very lucrative gig for us. If you've ever seen our dog brilliant. and our cat go outside, you would know that <laughs> this is the worst idea ever. And it it's mostly our poor little dog Otis is well he's like 12 years old and he's the biggest he's the little he's he's a wreck. He's, he's like a wreck. he's like neurotic. I mean so he calls him a gross teddy bear. <laughs> he is. He he's adorable until you get close and you're like, "Oh god, no." And he scares, literally scares the shit, no, not literally. He scares mm-hmm. the shit out of himself when he farts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would be like, if, if you were going to narrate this, it would be like, oh my God, I'm outside. What was that? Oh God, I farted. Oh God, the devil's trying to get me. And then Luna's just like, Otis, you're you're dying and your soul is rotten. <laughs> it's just my soul's coming out. My soul's coming out. <laughs> I have to go pee in the garden. Otis, go over there. <laughs> Die. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. See, it just writes itself. Because it, <laughs> she's she's the she is like the shittiest cat. Like she's got the shittiest like most. She's very aloof and bitchy, and it's like and just also but like chaotic. Pet and, me, pet me. Not there, God damn it. Yeah, but it's just like if if she was a, a teenager, she would be like. Oh God, that's what she is. She's a teenager. She's a teenager, but she's that, you know, I like to play with matches. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's she's just that chaotic, just awful little shitty thing. 
But she's so cute. She is a very pretty cat. And she's, so yeah, she's very I, I feel like we, we've got a lot of potential there for a, a good money-making project. Yeah, put what? a pin in it. A project. We've got to keep moving. Project, not, not money-making. Okay, put a pin, pin in, in that. that. We were talking about our language of love. We were. Uh, we, we started having this discussion. I was like, you know what? We should save this for the podcast because... I... <laughs> Somebody once said that we should do like a like a, a a couples therapy kind of book or something. No. And I was like, that would be the worst because no. it goes back to yeah, like our language of love is <laughs> sarcasm, sarcasm and mockery, and, mockery. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, SpongeBob. There's Ooh, a lot of SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yes. We do. Why are you angry? I can't see my own forehead. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> So, but it, a lot of it is kind of mockery and like sarcasm based, and uh, I don't know if that would work I mean, for everybody as yeah, well as it works for us. I don't know. I, but I, sometimes I like I listen to like the things that we say, <laughs> and I giggle. And what did I say this morning? Oh, I I took Stella to school. Uh, yes. <laughs> and you were being your like slow morning self. I was asleep. And I was like, I walked in and I said. I said something to you and you said, oh, are you back? And I said, no, this is a hologram of myself. <laughs> and I'm Warning like, you of my arrival from the... <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, I didn't know if you left or not. But, but It's all the love. It's a warm environment <laughs> in which the other person will probably stab you at any moment. But on the other hand, if I did walk in with like a harp and flower petals, darling... Oh my God, no! You'd be like, <laughs> "What is happening? Get that away from me!" Yeah, so you gotta know, you gotta know like your partner, and in what what really drives them, but also like understand their soul. And... I knew it. I knew it. It was like your soul is full of acid and anger. It's a real... and that's why we get together Sheeting, so yucky well. Thing. Yes. <laughs> We were made for each other because we're both full of just poo. gross things. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I do adore you, though. I adore you too. Love. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. What are we talking about next? Okay. Speaking of lucrative ideas, mm-hmm. you were you were suggesting an invention, and we were kind of like tweaking it and kind of perfecting it. Because you were complaining about like your mustache again, <laughs> oh my again, god, which has been like an ongoing saga for us. The 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 lonely ballad of a mustache. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of <laughs> Scott and his mustache. So I don't know if we've really talked about it before, but I have a mustache. In case you didn't know. In case you didn't know, he says aware. while twirling his mustache, and I have four probably uh, all but about three minutes of having this mustache wanted to shave it off immediately but okay, as soon but as soon as I got the mustache everybody was like my whole family decided that they were the people who knew the like, mustache guy right, but it was like a rise in stature for our whole family like you elevated our family's <laughs> status with your facial hair maybe so. the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> but anyways staying on, on well, this okay. because we are anyway, on anyway, a schedule. Anyway. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, so I can't shave it off because the girls have already threatened to disown me. 
Um, but and you were so complaining the other day because... The, the, because the problem with having it is that anything you eat or anything you drink... It gets... It either gets stuck in my mustache to be saved for a horrible little surprise later, you know. Barbecue sauce. I don't remember eating barbecue sauce today. Uh, you know. <laughs> or you drink something and it turns into a sprinkler on your fucking chest. Okay. Can I just say time out? This feels like an excellent like shark tank kind of pitch that we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. There we go. But anyways, as you That were, he would pitch to a bunch of people without mustaches and they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking but about? But anyways, this is, could be revolutionary, though. Because so, you anyway, were drinking yeah. something the other day, like your coffee or whatever. And you're like, you make a sucking sound when it gets all in your... Because if I don't, it dribbles literally everywhere. It's like... I, 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 the it's infomercial like we could make right now for this? two-year-old again. The, the coffee dribbling down your face, like you could just totally like... It would, it, would, it would have to go on the History Channel because they have the best commercials. But anyway, so you were like, I need like a mustache guard. Yes. And I was like, what if it was like a big hammock for your mustache that hung from your ears? Almost like a face mask. <laughs> but like... Like, just, a, like just, a surgical mask. It just mask, lifted up your mustache just, and hooked around your ears just so for that your it mustache, kept it out of your food. So the top of your face could look like a ball sack, evidently. <laughs> Uh, and, and I'm sitting there going, yes, because that is the definition of capitalism. Let's solve a problem that we have created. Mm, and but, so but. I grew the mustache. Now I have to solve the problem that the mustache brings. Uh, but I think that it could be a moneymaker. I don't think so. And it would be such an easy thing to have designed. It'd be easier to shave it off. And burn the hair in under the moonlight and fucking pray to the gods that everybody I forgets feel like that, that would be a mustache. Like, I know, but I feel like that would be one of those things that like curses your family. That, oh, you God. know what I mean? Uh, also, like, I would probably end up looking like Hannibal Lecter, like a really lame version yeah, of Hannibal Lecter. It would be Lecter. so wrong looking. Like I'm trying to picture it, and I don't even like. I could oh, not the mustache imagine is like screaming, Clary. It would be like a paper bag over the head situation for a while. Oh, how flattering that sounds. So you might as well just keep it. Table that motion. Okay. We'll put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. All right. Let's, what are we doing? Let's get on to business. Here. Okay. What on to doing? business. We had a new episode of Recap. Scott's Sexy Instant Cereal. Yes. It was episode Monday. three. Episode three. Chapters nine. What? Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. But let's go ahead and pause and tell you that if you haven't listened to that yet... You might want to before we proceed because we will spoilers, be obviously lots spoilers. of spoilers. But okay, assuming everybody's caught up and uh, <laughs> here for the spoilers and the whatever commentary. But yeah, so we'll get into it. We begin chapter eight. It's the morning after and Grant is a little displeased with Edgar because he wasn't there to help him out with the dog, the Edgar pesky the dog. agent. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he peeks to make sure that Royce isn't out there waiting for him. And Marcy picks him up because his car was... His car's got a flat. Stuck, yeah. It's stuck over at the Here She Goes salon. Here she goes. So, yeah. So, Marcy gives him a ride to go get his car. And Grant is... I guess he forgets to mention it. He's not really... He, he's yeah, kind he, of mum about he it. He forgets. <laughs> uh, but then he does run into Royce at Six Beans. Yeah, he fixes his tire, goes to get coffee, runs into Royce at the Six Beans. And nope. He, yeah, he's very much like you know. I ain't dealing with your ass. Out. Yep, jumps and darts around him, and makes an escape. And then he gets home, and Marcy has caught wind, <laughs> heard it through the grapevine, and she's not pleased. <laughs> 
She kind of has a reaction. She is not pleased that he uh, did not tell her it about this. It slipped his mind. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so he's trying to play it off and act natural because I think he assumes the leaves are watching because he's out doing some work in the yard. But then as soon as he gets in the house, he breaks it down and he freaks out with her. He's a spy, Mercy. He's a spy. Uh, so, <laughs> well, no, it, it, she comes over because they're mm-hmm. they're gonna spend the day together, so she can chew his ass, and mm-hmm. they get there, and there's some great interaction between the two of them. He's a spy, Marcy. Yeah. Oh so my god. So he's gotta fill her in, and her reaction is kind of the opposite of his, and probably what most people are expecting. In she's very excited. She's very excited. Totally. She's like, "You've got to do this." He's I love hot. This for what's you. what's where's the where's the downside here? This yeah. is a win win for Grant. And then Royce shows up because he knows he needs some help. Mm-hmm. And he knows Marcy is there. And, of course, he he works his charm. And it it just absolutely works. And he hits it out of the park with Marcy, of course. And Which she already wants it, so. Yeah, of course. So. I love the scene where Grant's, like, peeking around the corner. And he's like, ah, what are you In doing? the dining room. And, yeah, yeah he, Royce is... Marcy's at the door talking to Royce, and Grant's, like, hiding because he doesn't want to deal with it. He thinks he's slick. Yeah, he thinks he's slick. I'm not here. Yeah. (laughs) And then Royce goes to leave and goes, see you later, Grant. And he, like, points right at him in the mirror. That was great. Well, that's one of those things, like, you ever do that, like, you think you're, like, under the radar and you're getting away with something? Yeah. And you're being slick? Mostly when I was a child, but yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, you end up, there's, like, a mirror behind you or a camera or, you know... Dig, are... Digging in your ass. Like, my butt really itches. And Picking your nose. And everybody like at Pier 1 saw it. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's one of those, you know, kind of things that happens to everybody. And then That was great. Poor Grant. But, yeah, so Marcy's, you know, kind of promises to put in a good word with Grant for I'll Royce. I'll see what I can do for you. And then Quick. we leave them there. Well, they're, they're going to get in the pool, and they kind of have, like, a tender moment reflecting on... Uh, his brother. Chris. Her brother. Sorry, her brother, Chris. Are you stoned? You no, know, no, it is. <laughs> Are you stoned right now? I oh, could be. Safe. Could safe be. assumption. Could be a safe bet. No, it's just, it's one of those, like, I wrote this three books ago, maybe. Okay. So it's so hard to remember, like, everybody's names. But yeah, so Chris. So we have a moment where we, I guess, get another glimpse at Chris because he is a, he's still a character in the book and still somebody we have to get to know he's as well. He's very important in Grant's character yeah. development, yeah. So, and I kind of wanted to, you know, keep him a continuous sure. presence in the book. But anyway, so yeah, we get that moment and we end there. But then, chapter nine. Chapter nine, Royce goes to recruit some more help. And we finally get to meet Walter. Walter. Magical Walter, who I think ended up being a lot of people's favorite character in the book. And a I, well, I don't want to give anything away. I'm not gonna. I don't want to go that far into the spoilers because yeah, don't it is spoil just the, Don't spoil the future chapters. But yeah, so we meet Walter, and he is everything Royce was hoping for and more. Yeah, quite a bit more. Yeah, Walter. Uh, I guess we get the suspicion that Walter was expecting Royce, and knows a bit more about Royce than Royce is comfortable yeah, with. There was a little curveball there. Yes, because you definitely... think Walter's just the magical, you know, um, guy that 
that shares here she goes with Marcy. The but, local eccentric that right. everybody, you know, kind of takes for granted but, or uh, whatever. He drops a little bit of knowledge on Royce that kind of takes him aback. Well, because Royce is used to knowing everything. Like, he's been doing research, research, spying on Grant yeah. for two weeks. Like, you know, you know, really learning about, you know, his subject or his target. And Walter knows a little bit more. He's about used Royce to knowing everything, to. but yeah, and suddenly somebody knows. Which actually, a too much. well, I found this, and I found this kind of funny from our personal experience with intelligence, mm-hmm. because you always, you know, you get in there, and everybody's like, "We catch spies," you know. This is the dark side of the universe, and nobody needs to know what you are. And then you go to the S one, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're the CI guys, right?" You know, yeah. Blah blah blah. You know. And it's like... You get, there, it's you, really not little, as covert as people are imagining. There's a little enchantment that is lost. You're like, oh, I'm a super secret agent. And it's not. And somebody and goes, think, yeah, you're, you're private snuffy, whatever. Well, and if you see, if you watch the news and you pay attention, you, I, I don't, I, I think they make it sound a lot more casual on purpose. So it flies under the radar. But yeah, sometimes, but it's, it's really not a super clandestine things like like, like the movie no, makes movies well, make it yeah, but it there, is there there's a very very small percentage that is super secret that we're not supposed to talk about but them. the rest of it is all very but, much out in the yeah, open most of the rest of it is friendly collection and i think that's what they call it so <laughs> hobnobbing hobnobbing but yeah so it is just kind of stuff that is out in the open and not really i don't know that cloak and dagger or you know dangerous and yeah. Intense as they make it sound. So, yeah, so he goes and has some tea with Walter. Yes, and Walter informs him that, you know, he knew he was coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, that he really doesn't believe that the Lees are... Dangerous. Yes, who is, you know, why Royce is there to investigate Grant's neighbors, the Lees. So we get a serious plot addition there. Yeah. That's Royce's whole mission is to figure out what they're doing. And Walter's like, they've been here forever. Yeah. And, and I really don't, you know, sense any danger there or any anything malevolent. Right. So, and that is, yeah. You know the fun time with Walter and his dollhouse? Full of dollhouses. And that's his, what it is. It's a dollhouse full of dollhouses. His meta It's like, house. in my head, it's almost like a, uh, what do you call them? The... Russian dolls. Yeah, the Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, and it is like a dollhouse within a dollhouse. And, you know, it, Inside the dollhouses are tiny little dollhouses. There could be in my head. Oh! You know? So Walter is a, a, a magical man of mystery. And like I said, one of our favorite characters. Yeah, it was a very cool chapter. Very fun. Not yeah. not fun figuring out his voice. We did kind of struggle with that. And I still <sighs> think that that's going to need a little bit. I think it's one of those things that we do where... He we'll might, just slowly kind he, of, you he know, might, it'll he evolve, might evolve and, a little and bit, yeah. become a little bit more with, with, you know. But it's it's very close. It just needs a little bit more because it is one of those things. It's a very it's a very extreme character, but you also want to don't overdo it. Yeah. So you want to be kind of subtle, but also he has to be very Walter. He has to be Because Walter okay. is one of my loves. We will continue to but pay, yeah, pay so. What are you looking forward to? So, I mean, the the analysis, uh, the analyst in me is like, okay, so now he's got some some backup. Mm-hmm. So maybe we get to see 
his second pass at Grant soon. Yes. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Because how's he going to do it? He's just going to put his cards on the table. He's going to keep trying to shoot himself in the foot, which he did the first time. Yeah. Or maybe he'll use his allies to. Yeah. That, and now he's apply got, some pressure. He's and, got some allies. You know. Get, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. So what? Did anything? Was anything? disappointing or didn't work out the way you were hoping or something that I could have done, I don't know, differently or I don't know, something you were just... There wasn't... There was no Rhoda. (sighs) I mean, every day is a disappointment in my life where there's no Rhoda. No Rhoda. He went back to the coffee shop. Why did he go get his mail? He did get his mail. No, he did. You mentioned it and it was like, what a fucking tease. Uh, I didn't really have a lot for Rhoda to do in that area. Like I've already given you backstory. Well, you know. Then he went to see Rhoda, who, by the way, had just returned from a trip to Paraguay in which she was stealing a golden idol from a native <laughs> tribe. I mean, a little disappointed that Rhoda's... Rhoda's getting a short shrift on character development here. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, so... The the second book is evolving, and I, I guess we'll oh have it to, better be. We'll we'll have to see if we can give more. Would it, I don't even know if I want to say fan service with Rhoda. Like that's mildly disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> let's reel this back, but or, or let's use a different term. <laughs> I don't know. For you, I feel like you know we're getting in that neighborhood. What we desperately want. That is fan service, I suppose. So, So, yeah, I don't even think it's really a question at this point that Rhoda needs to have maybe every other chapter devoted to her in the new book. We'll see. Maybe maybe we'll put a pin in it. (laughs) We'll put a pin in it. I'm starting to sense a trend with you saying that we'll put a pin in it. (laughs) It's a serious consideration list that the, the, the pins go to. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? We have maybe four faithful listeners. Sure. And you are all just precious. And, I mean, the bond we share. <laughs> oh, boy. The, the, the six of us. Oh, I don't know. What... But, so, uh, okay, but our my baby Joe, he, we, we, we message anyways, but he listens to this faithfully. And he has requested... More pterodactyls. Yes, pterodactyls. Yes, to pterodactyls. I feel like that's always the answer. Like, if the question is pterodactyls, (laughs) if the question is should you have more pterodactyls, the answer is going to be yes, always. Which I don't, I don't, I don't know. So we have we have a couple of fantastic ideas. He did, he did, and I showed them to you, and you thought there was some potential. There's a lot of potential. I mean, we're bringing them around, Joe. First of all, coming around. First of all. I think the first idea, which is basically one of the characters wakes up as a pterodactyl, mm-hmm. a little derivative of Kafka, but you know. But who? But no. Why at the same the time, at like, the same you time, you can't beat the classics. You, if if it works for him, let's do it. Everybody and loves f- a reboot. Well, frankly, I mean, what's better anyway? I think Kafka kind of fucked up. I mean, he woke up as a bug, right? Yeah. I mean, why couldn't he have woke up as a pterodactyl? So in our modern gay reboot of the Metamorphosis, yes, he's gonna wake up because think he's gonna about wake it. up as a pterodactyl. But think about it. No. So Joe suggested he's dating a guy, just started dating a guy or whatever. 
Oh, and he wake yeah. He, he wakes, wakes up, up as the pterodactyl. And he's like shit. The challenge is how do I? How am I going to tell Dave that I am a pterodactyl? Ah, steep. Ah, ah, it's me, Joe. And, a, and of course, Steve is going to be like, oh fuck, a pterodactyl, and immediately run away. Get it out. Open the window. Get it out. Shoot. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, huge, huge potential for right a out story the gate. There. Right out the gate. There's a challenge. How how do I tell this guy? But then, that but I'm then the next challenge or the next hurdle or conflict in the story is. How do you love pterodactyl? <laughs> okay, is this a literal question, like or it, like? Well, it how could do be. You it love could a be a, a figuratively and literally. <laughs> I mean, they're cold-blooded, right? So I mean, you probably have to have like a heat lamp. You, you have to keep a warm house. That would probably be it. Come on in, my house is nice. But then there's also the emotional barrier of being <laughs> a mindless dinosaur bird. Yes. <laughs> No, because if he woke up as a pterodactyl, he you got you got to give him the the human mentality. But I imagine, I imagine that if the man you wait that you love wakes up as a pterodactyl, you might feel differently towards him. It's natural to assume. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say if you're dating somebody and they show up and suddenly you know they're a pterodactyl. Well, no, that might be grounds to say you know what this isn't working out. If you're shallow, if you're shallow, you're a pterodactyl. <laughs> if you only, if you only judge people by their exteriors. <laughs> oh, what? I'm a pterodactyl now. Come I'm not, on! I'm not guarded out for you. <laughs> okay. How do we even know pterodactyls do that? <laughs> maybe they have. But the point of maybe being, maybe they have deep mellow voices. But maybe it's my job as the author. Can't get enough of your pterodactyl. What? To decide that. To make those choices. Okay, those, all right. That's an editorial decision okay. that I, as the author... That's fair. And they will sound a bit like crows. <laughs> <laughs> and they will collect shiny things. Come on, Steve! <laughs> nice watch you got there! Anyway, we have to... We, okay, all right. We have to move on. It's to it's, the, it's it's an evolving we, concept. Well, let's put a pin in it. But also, there. Were, okay, what other ideas did you like? Um, the the two protagonists encounter a pterodactyl. Okay. And this... But that goes... That, that, I already kind of covered that, like, the lab scene, like, you know, the, or, like, he mentioned a skull island or a Jurassic well, yeah, Park kind of setup. Well, yeah, and this gives me some... Which, it actually gives me some 70s sci-fi flashbacks. To some of those cheesy old books where, you know, you know, the land of time, you know, where these two people get teleported. Yeah. And I, I always love those. So, I mean, but a pterodactyl, you, you, it, it wouldn't be like a survival thing like Jurassic. It'd be more but like But I feel a, like people are... This pterodactyl's trying to pick me up and take me back to its nest. Were they even that big? I... I only took no semesters of paleontology. I I think, like, in my, like, pterodactyl pterodactyl island concept. Wait, we're on an (laughs) island. I I missed that. Well, that's where they got teleported to. Wait a minute. Where they went to. Maybe they went there. Love on pterodactyl island. Right? It fucking names itself. What? Come on. Okay. But that's, like, the way I envision it on pterodactyl island, there are different species of pterodactyls. Like there's little ones that are friendly and cute, Wait, like porgs, like actual like social structures and such. No, 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 no. just species. Like okay. you know those like different species okay. on you know. So there's your little Pikachu pterodactyls, the cute ones. Yeah. They're like maybe you can like befriend them and they like help you get food. And they walked around and they were like pterodactyl, and you were like, oh. Yeah. Or they're just like cheep cheep, you know. 
But then you've got like the big ones that are like giant and then come in like swoop people. So you're constantly like the looking alpha, out. Like, alpha pterodactyls. Yeah, they're like the big like antagonists. Like maybe they're like the villain type ones that we're constantly trying to like. Sure. And, right there. See, right there. It writes itself. There's, there's the, there's the it mission. Really, it writes itself. So then the last one was basically, and I kind of, this was maybe my favorite. Don't tell daddy's pterodactyl. Yeah, because <laughs> the magic child turned accidentally turned. Well, this was like taking the precocious kid trope in the romance and adding so, it to our pterodactyl. Evidently, this precocious kid has accidentally found a grimoire of, of some sort of magical. Or maybe spells. he's like a little kid scientist, or maybe she's a little magician, mm-hmm. or maybe she's got a superpower. Expelliarmus into a, a, a pterodactyl. So, anyways, we we've got the dad pterodactyl but this is this could be how we bring it to hopkins creek maybe he doesn't know he's a there's a there's a there's a there's a another father who's who moves there with his daughter and she's gifted in some way or the little boy is gifted and turns the dad into a pterodactyl and the scientist that comes to figure out what is going on is a beefcake oh my god wow Wow. How do I write 10 books at once? I need <laughs> I, think it, I, think it's I need normal. to like clone myself so I can <laughs> I can be like, "Okay, you are running with Pterodactyl Island. You're running it with Don't Tell Daddy's a Pterodactyl. You'll keep writing a Lake Cliff book because that will sell." <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and then you finish Ellis Harper. And then you go over there and record the podcast. See? Okay. This sounds like a plan. As soon as cloning is uh but do we really want that many? Morally, uh, do we really acceptable? want that many Sarahs? Boy, talk about. And we're gonna have to clone me, one for each of you, so I don't have to deal with all of you. Wow, this got this is like this got into like a really bad scenario in my head. It's like remember like the um, Fantasia, the, the story, brooms. The, 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 <laughs> it's like Scotts and Sarahs like. Doo, 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 doo. Hey, look, like, I've like, got you know, a more, broom, more, more. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh shit, I'm drowning. <laughs> They've all but, got buckets of water. But they, but instead of brooms, it's Scotts and Sarahs. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have nightmares now. Me too. Okay. I'm sorry, world. We should probably stop. That'll do it for us. The end. The end. So I'll have links to everything, as always, in the description for the podcast, and specifically our websites. And our Facebook, and come find us everywhere. Yeah, come find us everywhere, and uh, all at once. Tune in next time, and don't forget to check out Scott's Sexy Instant Cereal. Do it! All right, bye, guys. Bye.